Hey, it's Travis Lasker, Mike Radio, number 228 on February 4th, I believe. Yep. And I have one of these unique opportunities. And this is the best part about doing this show. I have my guest, Sarah Smith, who's an Army veteran and done a lot of cool stuff, but she's doing and embarking on a journey up the Appalachian Trail. Sarah, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you. <laughs> it, is, it is like here, like, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I just found out about this like two months ago and we're like talking about you leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of give people an idea of who you are, I mean, you, did you grow up in the Massachusetts area, the New England area? Yes, I, I was born in New Hampshire, grew up in Massachusetts, and, um, and then, well, I was stationed in North Carolina and came back up here. So I guess most of my life I've been, I've been in the area. Okay. And you were in the Army, right? Yes, yeah. What did you do in the Army? I was a 37 Foxtrot, uh, which is a psychological operations specialist. And um, we did basically propaganda. I mean, it's, well, that's, that's what it's called. You know, it's propaganda. Um, we did basically like um, psychological warfare. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you don't have to touch the enemy and make them, you know, bow to your will. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She has that gleam in her eye, folks. I'm like, has she ever tried to mind mess with me before? Maybe. I don't know. Quite possibly. Wow. That's already <laughs> having a weird effect on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how do we get here, ladies and gentlemen? How do we get here to number 228 right now? We're on um, the weekly Mass Hole Vets uh, Zoom call, which Sarah and I are technically Mass Hole Veterans. And it's, you know, getting late. We're having a good time. All of a sudden, Sarah says, hey, I'm going to go hike on the Appalachian Trail. Let me get all my stuff and show you what's going on. And I'm like, really? Because I wanted to do the Appalachian Trail at one time. Maybe I will, but that's a different story. So before we, we get to the, the good stuff here, kind of help me set up a, a little bit more. What, how did you get into hiking? And, and what's that like for you? Oh, Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, as you know, I was in the army and of course we did a, a lot of hiking in the army and <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's it, not hiking. It's it, it, yeah. they suck. Yeah. Yeah. Not as, definitely not as much fun as hiking in the civilian world, <laughs> but um, I, you know, for a, a few years after the army, I did not want to do any more of that. Um, and I had, you know, I had a really rough year. I know we all did. Um, but I had, you know, a lot of stuff happen in, in my own personal life as well. And it was, it was really tough for me and I needed something to help get me back on my feet and kind of like li literally, <laughs> and, you know, help me to, um, I guess just, just get back into life. And, um, so I started, you know, one day I said, I, I think I'm going to go for a walk and walk down the street and, you know, it, it felt good to get out and get some exercise. And then I started hiking in the woods and, you know, I, and I really loved it. And then this summer I did a lot of hiking up in the white mountains in New oh, Hampshire. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I just realized, you know, how much I loved it and how, how much I loved 
just being, you know, out there in nature by myself and how, you know, healing it was. And so I just started doing it more and more. And one day I just said, I'm going to do the ultimate hike. I am going to hike the, I'm going to hike 2,200 miles on the Appalachian Trail. And yeah. All, all started with just a, a simple walk down the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm curious. And let me let me play around here for a while. It seems like from our mass hall veterans talk to now that you know this isn't just hiking is not just something that you do for you know you're not trying to raise money or for a goal. I'm thinking there's something that really changes within Sarah when you go hiking. So help me out here. Let's just say you and I are in the same car. We're going to, I don't know, to do Mount Monadnock, for example. Mm-hmm. What happens to you when you park the car and, and take me from getting out of the car to when you go, say, 100 yards on the trail? What's going through your mind? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I would that's a good question. I would right. say, I would say, like, uh, it's just, it's that feeling of being, totally by myself with my own thoughts and when I when I leave the car and I go down the trail and I just that's it the car is gone you know that's that's like the whole world just I leave it behind and it's just such an amazing feeling of just being out there in nature and and totally being away from all of that you know the just being an adult and being out in the real world and having to deal with this and that and it's just gone and, and, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so you get on, you, you, you shut your car door, you, you, you make sure your boots are all set and you got your water and your, your, your Alice pack, right? Your, your military pack, right? <laughs> you, 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 why do you use military gear to hike with, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because military gear is the best, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. But it, it, you know, you're saying that as you step on the trail and you might look back and it really begins for you when you can't see your car anymore and you can't see civilization. Mm -hmm. What's it like when you are at that point? And I have to think because I I like being in the woods, Mm -hmm. there's that point, right? Where the woods, you're part of the woods. The woods is part of you. You're part of something else now. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You just, you can't see your car anymore and you are just out in nature and that's it. That's it. It's just trees around you, quiet, peacefulness. It's just, it's amazing. I, yeah, I mean. Have you ever hiked the same trail twice? Just out of curiosity. Local trails, yes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, yeah, local trails, and they're not really like long distance hiking trails. It's like a few miles, you know. There's one near me. It's um, uh, yeah. Destruction the, Brook. I go on a lot, and it's you know. But no, I haven't been on the, the long distance trails twice. Well, well even those local trail, I want to. I want to like. Does the trail change even though you've walked it before? You know what I mean? Does, does the experience different even though you've walked it before? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, it changes based on my mood, 
based on the things I'm thinking. So like sometimes I might notice like the kind of more, I guess, melancholy things on the trail. Like if I'm in a kind of a sad mood, if I'm in a happy mood, I notice the, you know, the nicer, happier things, I guess. Um, it's, it's a different experience every time. And the weather, of course, changes. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of variation. I mean, I go, you know, or sometimes I can take like a different trail. It's like um, the same trail, but like there might be like a, um, a, a different way you can take it or like right. a different side trail or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. So it's, it's almost like therapy. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, well you're describing kind of how I feel when I ride my motorcycle, you know, except, you know, there's no different thing, but I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So you really like this. Is there any kind of trail you like doing more than another do you like going up hills and down hills do you like slogging through mud i mean some people or, or here's the one thing I, I went hiking with this person and we pretty much ran the entire time i'm like this sucks <laughs> so what, yeah. what, what's your favorite kind of hiking to do uh, yeah it's it's funny because like i i just moved to this area which i live down in, near new bedford and it's very of course down by the the ocean it's very flat and I thought I would love it around here because I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be right, right near the beach and everything. And then I realized, you know, I'm kind of a mountain girl. I really like I like the uphills and downhills. And um, so now when I go hiking around here, I really miss, you know, climbing and, and getting to a peak where I can like see, you know, everything around. And um, gosh, like I, uh, I would say definitely I love I love like um hikes where I can, it, it feels like I'm kind of like working towards a, a goal, which is like to get to the top, you know? So like, a, I guess climbing a mountain and, um, getting to the top and like seeing everything all around. So I guess that's kind of my, my favorite kind of trail is definitely climbing. <laughs> all right. Well, well speaking of, of climbing and goals, I mean, you, you picked, I mean, what has to be, I think worldwide, it's one of the longest, if not the longest trails you can you can walk i mean what led you to that point to say you know what life's not challenging enough i'm gonna go for the big one that's kind of been my uh my life philosophy um you know i was on um i was on who wants to be a millionaire because i just had to do that and i want to do everything i can before i die um so i guess you know that's that's just kind of no, it's not. I guess, I guess it's just how I am. You know, I, I go big or I go home and that's just always been the way I am. And it kind of, um, when I was hiking, you know, and I said, I'm going to do a longer hike. So I didn't just want to do like a 50 mile hike. I wanted to just go for like the longest thing I could possibly think of. And wait, do wait, wait. It. <laughs> How do we go from 50 miles to almost 2,300 miles, Sarah? Uh, I'm a person of extremes. <laughs> Darling, I don't know why I go to extremes. <laughs> for just song. Yeah. That's free. Anyway. <laughs> so you, you start picking. You start picking the Appalachian Trail. Hey, yeah. we're having a good time, folks. We're having a good freaking time yeah. right here. Um, you pick the Appalachian Trail. And, and that's in your mind. You talked about that. So then you have to get ready for it. Now, I would think that, you know, you have, you know, military grade equipment. I mean, you should be all set, right? Isn't that equipment like the best you can use? 
That that's the problem. I had military grade equipment. <laughs> so tell us what the difference is between the Alice pack and the gear that you and I wore versus what REI and other places have. Um I would say um disability payments. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's just, I'm sorry, but the military equipment we carried is not comfortable. It, it's not good at all. You know, um, the, the stuff, uh, you know, they, they pay the lowest better and they don't care about weight. It's like, you're going to carry it whether you like it or not. So um, a lot of it's a lot heavier. Um, the stuff I got uh, that I have now, I'm, I'm like, wait, why can't we, why couldn't we just carry this in the military? It's like, seriously? Um, we have, uh, let's see, I got a, the, the, the pack I have is, is way, way more comfortable than an Alice pack. I mean, it's just like, just hands down. It's, it's like, you can't even compare. Really? Is that, yeah. is that much of an improvement? I, yeah, I would say so. It, well, it's an, it's an internal frame pack. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. The Alice packs, you know, of course, where the external frame with the, yeah. Um, it's just not as comfortable at all. And it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, I guess maybe comparable in weight, but it's not just comfortable. So what about sleeping bags? Because the, I start off with a big, huge cloth and these things got heavy and they yeah. really got fun when they got wet. Yeah. I mean, and then we, we, by the time I was done, we had the uh, Gore-Tex ones, which were like, oh my God. Yeah. You, did you have like the three piece ones? Like it yeah. was like the, yeah, you know what? Let me tell you. And I, I hate to say this, but those were good. They were really good. I mean, like as far as like insulation and stuff, I mean, I've, I, I was in, um, I was in, um, WLC, which was, um, the, the you know the e5 course right and you know we we stayed out it was six degrees and it was amazingly warm love it i mean like i i sat up and i my whole sleeping bag peeled off the ground because it was frozen to the ground but but i was warm so i mean it's good but it's heavy i don't know if you remember like how heavy it wasn't wasn't light so what's considered heavy in the civilian world my sleeping bag is considered extremely heavy and I think it's like three pounds and that's extremely heavy. That's extremely heavy. And I'm only doing it because I'm, I sleep really cold and I need something really warm, but yeah. And that's just, and I'm, and I'm actually planning on switching it out as soon as I, as soon as the weather warms up, like consistently, I'm thinking of getting like a much warmer sleeping bag and, or a much, um, not warmer, but, uh, a much, um, lighter sleeping bag and sending sending the the uh like colder weather one home but that's unbelievable i mean ladies and gentlemen you might not think three pounds is a big deal but the the ones that we had were like 12 pounds they were oh it was ridiculous yeah (laughs) especially when they got wet it it, 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 and just sucks so three pounds is amazing so you've got a a better backpack you've got a better (laughs) sleeping bag i mean what else is in your kit you're you've gotten together to get ready for this um, well, you need, uh, well, you probably remember our, uh, our sleeping mats, the, yeah. the closed foam, like, yeah. like basically yoga mat kind it's of looking things. Mat, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) So yeah, so I have a, I have an inflatable one and it really like, it's only about like that thick, but it it really, I mean, it really feels very thick. It, it like, like, you can't feel the ground under you. It's, it's got a, they have like, um, they're called, it's called like a R value. Uh, yeah, which is like the rating the, yeah. of how much insulation it provides. And um, it's, it's really, it's really comfortable. <laughs> well, that, that, that foam high impact foam stuff they gave us was all it did was just emphasize where the rocks and the sticks were even more. Yeah. But did, did you get better at yoga? I mean, no, watching me do yoga, I've tried it and watching <laughs> me do it is and I'm a weightlifter, right? And I thought, oh, this all knocked this out. I'm like, oh my God, mommy, save me. What the hell's going on? <laughs> so, so you didn't want to use it as your yoga mat? No, no, no. no. Okay. I had, other, I had other ideas for it, like target practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good one. So you have your, your pack and your mat and your sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Now I got to ask, I mean, how are you packing clothes? I mean, um, I'm planning on, <laughs> You're going to basically, you go on the trail, you're going to smell anyway. So I'm not packing like a, a separate out for every day. Um, I am going to have, you know, layers that I can um, take off and put on as I get cold or warm or whatever. Um, and I'm just planning on when I go into town. So, yeah. So, so going to the Ulta store is not on your itinerary. Um, it, it might be at some point. We'll, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> It might get that. too cold. <laughs> I learned all about that last year uh, with my sister. So that was very funny. Um, yeah. Now you, you, you've got your sleeping arrangements and, the, and Maslow's hierarchy need. We got to get the shelter thing down. Oh, tent. So tent. Yeah. So in the military, we had these shelter halves and you needed two buddies. Those were really light. Those were really high speed. Let me tell you. I mean, oh, yeah. Didn't the actually, military... they were actually weren't bad. And a lot of a lot of the hikers use something very similar. Really? You know, they'll, they'll make like um, tents out of like tarps and stuff. So a lot of them do use that. Um, and they, they weren't that, they weren't all that bad. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, um, I, I am not using one of those. I am, I just, I actually just returned um, a tent. I was thinking of using one tent, which was um, an REI brand tent. And, um, but it was it, it, like, it was a pole tent. So you had to like put the poles in, you had to like set up the inner first and then the fly and everything. And it just took too long. Cause like when I'm on the trail and I'm in the middle of a, you know, a storm and I just want to get in and get dry as quickly as possible. I don't want to be messing with poles and in inner and outer, you know, the fly and everything. I just want to like get it set up and get in. So I found another tent and it is, you just basically like put, stakes in the four corners and then we have like um like uh where is it there it is like we have like um trekking poles like the yeah yeah yeah. we have these and you just basically like put it um you know put it to the right height and you just like use them to prop up the tent and you're done so it it's way easier way faster to set it up so got one of those instead (laughs) All right. All right. So we, we have to take care of our trekking poles. Now I have a set for when I do go hiking and to me, there's kind of like a, it's like four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. My arms really do help out getting my body going where it's going. Are you bringing those with you? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They help with balance. They help with everything. Like definitely bring it with me. And, and of course I set up my tent with them. So absolutely they're coming with me, but you know, like I didn't get an expensive set of poles cause you know, you can, you can pay like a hundred dollars for them. I really just got like, yeah, I just got like a $24 set of them on Amazon and lots, lots of hikers swear by them and I've loved them so far. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we got, we got the, you know, shelter down, we got the sleeping arrangements down, you're going to, you know, bring enough clothes to change into and, you know, you know, get in and out of when you need to. So we'll get to food last. How does water transport go? Because, you know, I didn't have the camelbacks when I was in, we had the canteens and, mm-hmm. you know, you could carry a gallon with you, but that water got heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Water is very heavy. Um, typically you really only want to carry what you're going to use for that day. I mean, you, you have to like look ahead and see where the water sources are. Um, but you're really not going to want to carry more than like a day's worth of water on you. So like maybe like two, three liters, like at the most, like, it's just, you know, it's, you don't have to carry more than that. Um, we carry, this is my water filter and, um, this one actually like screws directly. If you get like smart water bottles, um, you can screw it directly onto the smart water bottle and you just, you go to like a stream or a river, whatever you can find. Um, sometimes it's really not much more than a puddle, but you, you fill the bottle and you screw this on and then you just, you know, squeeze it into another bottle. Um, and it, it takes out all of the harmful bacteria and stuff. And, um, so yeah, you, you just, you filter your own water on the trail as you go. So educate some people here because I've tried telling people do not drink the water out of the stream or river. Oh, it tastes so sweet. It's so good for you. I'm like, no, there, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Animals poop and pee. And yeah. God you like Giardia? Cause that's how, that's how you get Giardia. What so. is that? I don't know what that is. It sounds pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's a parasite. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a parasite. You don't want it. It causes diarrhea and stomach cramps and, you know, vomiting and, all that fun stuff you don't want it you don't want it <laughs> so boil it or filter it yes boil or filter yes absolutely yeah so you know you've got your water uh, sources set that's cool because you got to hydrate or die mm-hmm. you know when it comes to food choices i gotta think that you know the average average adult is about a two thousand calorie day diet you know, even depending upon body size and shape, it's, we're going to call it 2000 calories. I mm-hmm. have to think that you're going to be burning calories at a surplus. So how do you yeah. keep your energy up? And, and because it's going to be important, right? Yeah. Um, when I went hiking this summer and did a lot of mountains, um, you know, I, I wore my Fitbit and it, it said I was burning something like like something ridiculous, like 6,000 calories a day. It was a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you, you burn, a lot more calories than if you're like, just whatever. Um, it's, it's a very, very, uh, physically demanding (laughs) exercise. So yeah. Um, basically, I mean, you just, you just, you eat whatever you can to get the the cow to keep, you know, to get enough calories. Um, you, you look for the things that are like really calorically dense, like, like fats, um, things that don't weigh a lot, but are really high calorie. So like fats, um, somewhat of like, um, carbs, a lot of carbs, like pastas and stuff, um, rice, um, anything you can 
you know, you can pack with you that you can dehydrate or like um, uh, dehydrate or that just come in really like really high calorie calorie density, like calorie yeah. calorically dense. Like, sure, yeah. sure. So, I mean, it's packed with, you know, stuff to help you, you know, burn, keep the engine going. Yeah. So that leads me. If you have food like rice or pasta, you got to be able to cook it somehow. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a minute, you can't like carry fire with you. I know that. So do you make a fire every night to cook with? How do you do that? Yeah, a lot of places on the Appalachian Trail don't allow open fires. So you can't really always have like a campfire. Um, some people choose to go without a stove. And they just cold soak their food. So they just put it like whatever their dehydrated food is, they put it in like cold water and just wait a really long time for it to um, rehydrate. Yeah. Yeah. And it it doesn't taste real great either. I mean, some people can do it. I can't. Um, I'm going to be carrying a small stove with me that goes on a, um, it's like a little gas canister. Um, Yeah. And uh well, I'm how also. Does that, how does that look? Um, I'm, I'm interested now. How, how, right. how, how big's the stove? I'm thinking like. This is the stove, actually. Get out. Yeah, yeah. No way. So, <laughs> so you just it, it folds. Um, you just kind of pull it like that, and there's the uh, like the pot. Um, this is my cooking pot, and you just kind of put it on top like that, and boil whatever water or whatever you need um but here is the show you the canister basically it just screws onto the canister get out yeah and come on (laughs) this is amazing like i didn't think it was that small yeah yeah, so this is like the whole cooking stove. This is the whole cooking setup. Get out. Yeah. And then you just put the, the pot on top like that. Whatever. Oatmeal, rice. Pasta. Oatmeal, rice, pasta, just boiling water for coffee or whatever. Yeah, whatever you need, you can, you can make it on that. Awesome, awesome. So that's your kit in a pack that's comfortable. You know, it's not going to jack your shoulders up that you're going to enjoy wearing while you're doing this? Are you bringing the camera or anything like that? I am going to bring the camera. I'm going to be, I'm going to be posting on Instagram. Um, and I don't really know. Cause I, I'm not really great at pictures. I've never like been like a great photographer. So I don't know. I'm kind of winging it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but I'm not, not the greatest photographer. So we'll see. Look, folks, we'll get her Instagram handle and we're, we're going to get following her and cheer her on. This is great. So yeah. you, you've got the, the purpose, you've got the enjoyment, you've got the goal, you've got the gear. Now, when do you actually like start this thing? Because it's coming up quick, right? Yeah. Uh, I fly out on the 25th of February. And so a few weeks. <laughs> and, uh, and then I... I'm going to be starting out on the 26th. So like I'm staying at a nearby place and then I'm going to start the trail on the 26th of February. And yeah. And then I'm, I'm just off. Awesome. Awesome. 
I, I can't believe it's here. I, I'm, I'm like, we were just talking. We, we were, we were having a great time like back in November and, you know, yeah. and the mass whole zoom call and, and we were having a good time. We're, we're breaking it up. And all of a sudden Sarah says, I'm doing the Appalachian trail. And I'm like, what? And, we're all like, what? <laughs> and she was given live demos of all her stuff and speaking. Oh, we, we forgot one thing to talk about. Didn't we, Sarah? What's the tool. You have a knife. I've got. Oh knife. yeah, yeah, the knife. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the knife. I ordered my knife from Finland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of heavy. It's a full tang, so it, like the the tang goes all the way back, like to the. Well, show me your you knife. Know. I'll show you mine. All right. That's mine. That's this is mine. Yeah. So, so yours is more like a true utility knife, whereas mine's more like a hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is just kind of an all-purpose, like it's a little heavy, but it's, it's pretty small. It's like a, it's like an 85 millimeter blade, I think. Yeah. 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 So you're going to use this to cook with, to, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like basically anything I need a knife for, anything I need to cut food and opening packages at the post office to like, yeah, anything I need it for. Awesome. Awesome. You start on the 26th. Now, how, how long do you think it's going to take you to, uh, you know, do this? Um, I'm hoping six months. Uh, I'm not the world's fastest hiker. Uh, to do it in six months, I need to average 12 miles a day, which is not bad. Um, so I'm hoping my, I'm, my goal is to shoot for around six months. So end of, end of August would be. Now, if I remember correctly, the Appalachian Trail does come through the New England area, Massachusetts, correct? Yes, it does. Yep. It goes through, it goes through, uh, I believe, Connecticut, um, Massachusetts. Of course, it goes through Vermont, New Hampshire, uh, Maine. Yeah, it goes through, yeah, pretty much all of New England except for Ireland. Well, you know, we'll have to see what's going on in the world then, but I, I, I'm, I can't go with you. I'm living, I'm living vicariously through her because I, I want to do this. Um, but you know, definitely when you start hitting Connecticut and get to a stop point, we'll have to meet up. And, you know, I'd like to extend this Sarah, where, you know, you're doing this and if you have, you know, cell phone signal or whatever, you can, you know, check in with me and we can kind of update people that have how you are. I, I want to get like a real cheering section behind you as you cross the finish line. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, awesome. thank you. So you love nature. You, you, you got this idea just on a walk. You started walking and look what happened. And, you know, I, I want to kind of close this down with this thought is, it's too early to tell, but, but what are you hoping to get out of this experience? Or is it just, there's the mountain, I'm going to climb it, and that's all I want? Mm-hmm. I would say I'm, I'm looking to just prove to myself that I can do this. Um, a lot of people have said that they kind of doubt that I can, and, you know, I, I want to prove them wrong, but I guess I kind of want to prove to myself that I can do it too. Um, it's, it's a long walk and, you know, I guess, I guess I, I just need a lot of time to be by myself and to think about things and kind of get my, my, my thoughts together. And, um, you know, this is probably the best way I can do it. Well, I hope to be able to be a small part of the journey. We talked about some things we're going to try to do. 
And, and for what it's worth for me, and we've never met in person, but we certainly have talked several times late into the night on Zoom with the other uh, fellow mass holes. If I was a betting man, I would say that, you know, you don't pursue something you're not going to finish one way or the other. No. So I'm thinking that, you know, we're going to be on the finish line. And it's my promise to you that, you know, when you cross the finish line, I'm going to do everything I can to be there to, uh, you know, capture that moment. If you let me, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's going to be awesome to see that, that happen. And, and the person you are now versus then as we see you do, this is going to be amazing to see. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. All right, folks. Well, it's February number 228. And in a couple of weeks, Sarah will be embarking on this journey. And, you know, this is just kind of the cool stuff that veterans do. You, you know, yes, people, civilian and all walks of life to the Appalachian Trail. But, you know, um, where some people don't know what veterans are capable of, I've got every confidence you're going to crush this thing, Sarah. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. So we're winding down number 228. Sarah, you've been absolutely fantastic. I, I really enjoy getting to talk with you. This is not the last time we're going to talk. And as we say in Hawk, Sarah, in the Marine Corps, we are missile in flight. Well, in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you.